I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly, poo, offensively. One on one, I'm undefeated. Never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. That's over. It's reached. It's over. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry. I thought it was going to everyone welcome back to the wide open sports cast i'm rick hey i'm feds and welcome back to once again the almost world famous wide open sports cast how you doing rick i'm doing good man i had a pretty nice week it wasn't too hectic for me tell me about it and uh probably probably the best thing about this week is uh the uh, poker the bar poker league that i'm in oh yeah you're on fire right now yeah i i so i play two events usually monday and wednesday uh and it's usually about like 60 people are in the games 50 to 60 people are in the games i won both of them this week wow so it was a couple of late nights but i won both of those so that was a lot of fun uh, what, what, were the, what do you mean by late nights when were you there toes i know from the few times i played it can go a little long yeah like uh the first night it went till 11 30 the second night it went to 11 45 i believe so now what do you win i know you win river chasers points because that's the league you're in but what else do you get for it so uh for this for this week um sometimes d- during these uh weekly tournaments they have uh special uh specials that go on this was a special week the, the thing that was this week was uh open seats to a invitational uh tournament so i have free open seats to a tournament now so i have Very one nice. i have one seat and because i want a second time i believe i get more chips entering this tournament that's awesome dude so, good for you so what was the reaction i'm sure that there's people who go there both nights what was the reaction to wow you won back-to-back nights in one week i uh i was te- i was texting a few of my because fr- like everyone leaves after they they lose because obviously i mean if they leave, lose around 7 o'clock or 7.30 when it starts. They don't want to stay until 11.30 when it ends. So I was texting. I was like, hey, I, I won the second time this week. And everyone was just like, wow, fantastic. I told my mother wow. that too. And she, <laughs> I told my mother that too. She's like, yeah, they probably don't want you around there anymore, huh? Yeah. Well, there's only one way to find out when you go back on uh, next Monday, right? Yeah, true. So also with that, because I won uh, and I go the next week, I'm the bounty. So someone can win a $15 gift card to the brewery. Now, what at. was that original prize that they used to give for winning? Uh, well, the original prize was two hundred. Now it's down to one hundred and a twenty-five dollar gift card to the brewery. Wow! So, is, so I mean, that's still good. And honestly, I never really went for the money anyway because it was just fun to just play poker. Right. But, uh, yeah. How about you, man? How was that's your awesome. week? Uh, dude, it was busy. It was a packed week. Uh, working literally didn't leave school till nine o'clock. Three of the five nights. And the one Wednesday, I got to leave at 6.30. I went home and fell right asleep. Uh, just busy coaching soccer, back to school nights, you know, the usual September teacher act that you got to do. It's so funny about how the times they get you the most are the beginning of the year and the end of the year is when you're doing the most work. The beginning and the end is what I like to call the teacher busy season. Mm-hmm. On on top of coaching, you know, it's rewarding. It's great. been working really hard, but... Last night, uh, me and the girlfriend went out and got margaritas. By the way, shout out to Leah. She knew it was a crazy week. And we're in the car. We're driving on the border to get margaritas. That's like our spot that we go to. And out of her purse, she pulls out FIFA 18. I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. So watch it. Drink it in. And you surprised me with the world's greatest video game. Nice. So I was like, I love you so much. And then... As we're walking out of the liquor store last night, there's a guy in a Red Bulls jacket, and she joined me in the Fuck the Red Bulls chant as we got into the car. So that definitely was a highlight to the week, and obviously being here, it's great to be back. And once again, now that we're 
uh, adjusted, end of the summer, everything's calmed down, and we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we gotta let you get into the first topic, because uh, you definitely did the, the grunt work on this yeah, one, so. Yeah, this yeah, one broke because I woke up for school on Thursday morning, and I was surprised when this broke, it wasn't more of like the headlining story yeah, on Thursday. Um, the NCAA basketball scandal, as the FBI has been undergoing a multi-year investigation into bribery of NCAA coaches and athletes, and tr- basically, the top manufacturing brands, right now it's only came out as Adidas, but there could be possible ties to Under Armour and Nike as well, for trying to influence high schoolers' school selection, brand sponsorship, and post-collegiate careers. Basically, the entire scoop of the deal, what has come out, at least as far as Adidas, uh, currently the director of Adidas Global Sports Marketing, now former Jim Gatto, who's been charged and arrested, was accused of paying families of two high-profile recruits to play for Adidas-affiliated schools. One of those being, who else? But it seems like every single time one scandal about them dies down and another one picks back up, uh, Louisville University. Yes. What had happened there is the player who went by the name of in the report, his name was Player 5, but his real name was Brian Bauer, received $100,000 in exchange for committing to Louisville, which is an Adidas-sponsored school and was promised to become an Adidas athlete upon entering the NBA. And they also said, hey, we'll give you your agent as well. Ooh-wee! Which is extremely illegal. As you yeah. know, mm-hmm. in NCAA, of course, you cannot receive any benefits as a college athlete. Uh, some of the other schools have been related. Obviously, the biggest school to take a hit from this was Louisville. Uh, Coach Rick Pitino, who again has been a great basketball mastermind, won a national championship with Louisville a few years ago when they beat Michigan. But every time he does something good, seems like there's something bad. How can you forget the escorts where the Louisville recruits were literally getting escorts to take them to parties and have sex and all these different things? And I mean, yeah, if I'm a high school kid and I'm seeing all that stuff, I'm going to Louisville too. <laughs> who, yeah. who, who wouldn't? Um, and the other schools that are now related include Auburn, Arizona, USC, and Oklahoma State. Those are four assistant coaches who have also been wiretapped and according to witnesses from people within the FBI who were basically faking the agents and wiretapping their phone calls were also receiving money from certain groups of people to try to influence their players to go to their school. And then, by the way, you'll become a sponsored athlete and we're going to give you your agent when you get there. So, so far, so going back to give you your agent, so basically they don't have to pay for an agent when they graduate. Correct, like they're okay. going to hook them up right away. Okay. Um, some other schools now that possibly are being pulled into it as well. Alabama is doing their own investigation. They haven't been linked to anything yet, but the Alabama basketball team is doing an internal investigation, which is actually being led by the same guy who did the internal investigation after the Penn State Jerry Sandusky scandal. Also, Miami has admitted that they are currently undergoing an FBI investigation, so there's nothing yet. But big surprise, Miami a few years ago had the player benefits program where they were getting like boats and all this stuff for like big hits or big plays during games. And also, South Carolina is possibly going to be added to the list. Louisville coach Rick Pitino and the athletic director of Louisville, Tom Jurek, are now on administrative leave with the assistant coach for Louisville ready to assume responsibilities because it seems like Patino's tenure at Louisville is coming to an end. And ever since then, Louisville recruits have been dropping like flies. They had a lot of high-profile recruits. At least two or three of them have automatically dropped Louisville the second the scandal broke. Probably because they realize they're not going to get these benefits. That's what I was saying. Uh, So the only thing right now is that it's just been linked to Adidas. Adidas giving these players and giving these colleges the money, saying, come to an Adidas-sponsored school, and then when you go into the NBA, we'll give you an agent, and you're going to be an Adidas-sponsored athlete the second you get out. Now, here's the interesting catch. Auburn, sponsored by Under Armour. USC, as well as uh, the other school, I believe, in there was Oklahoma State, (coughs) are both sponsored by Nike. Hmm. So, not Adidas. Not Adidas. So let's get into some of the burning questions here, Rick. Uh, first one, Adidas has been pulled into the investigation. 
Do you think Nike and Under Armour had their dirty fingers in there too? Oh, no doubt. Um, I mean, for for years, it's kind of just like been pushed under the carpet. But like, it's been almost obvious that sneaky things always happen with NCAA. Yeah, uh, with any sport. They're saying the dark underbelly of the NCAA is really coming out on this one. Yeah. So and. To my, I'm more shocked about some people's reaction thinking that it's like the NCAA was so innocent. Yeah, I, I I'm more shocked about that uh, with like certain uh, spurn, certain experts and sports announcers being like, "Wow, I'm real surprised about that." Are you really? Are you really? And it's like, like there's not it's, it's nothing different. I mean, like the NCAA hasn't exactly been the best at handling all of these different types of investigations over the past few years. It's no secret. Like, everyone calling for Miami to get the death penalty after the benefits program that the one alumni was running for them. And they got, like, a slap on the wrist. And if I'm a college basketball program who's seeing that happen, and, you know, nothing against college basketball, but obviously football is the sport that runs this country. It's the sport that stole uh, Sunday from the church. Except NCAA March Madness brings in a ton of money. Yeah, very, very, very true. Uh, so if I'm one of those schools and I'm seeing the football programs getting away with it, I'm like, Hey, why not? Uh, second question for you. What is going to be the overall effect of the scandal on the upcoming NCAA basketball season? How are you going to look at some of these schools now that have been noted in this investigation? And even some of those that haven't, like what's going to be the overall tone of this basketball season as this news hits just a few weeks before college basketball starts? Um, my overall reaction, I mean, I'm still going to watch it. Uh, I, I mean, I usually don't watch it until closer to March for March Madness. Uh, I think I'll probably do a little bit better job this year, but, uh, I, I don't know. It's for me, it's not going to be that big of an effect in a way it could change, uh, a couple years down the line when these big recu- recruits aren't getting these benefits. Well, hopefully not getting these benefits, go to these big schools and instead going to some of the sc- smaller schools. I think that'll bring more competition in. For the smaller schools, for for like say like parents that don't want their kids to go too far away, and so instead of going to Duke, they'll go to like Ryder. Yeah, Ryder, sure. Uh, so I I think I think that's a benefit of this. Um, a, not a benefit. Maybe I could. Maybe not every school that's being investigated is involved in this, and I'm sure more. I'm I'm pretty sure more schools are probably going to be investigated for this at some point i was about to say our alma mater rider university is an adidas sponsored school yeah but i mean then yeah they didn't didn't pull the no there's no um rider we but rider rick and i both went to rider division one basketball program in the mac metro metro atlantic athletic conference one of the smallest conferences in the country the winner of our conference makes the ncaa tournament is like a 14 15 seed every year i think like the three times Ryder may actually made the tournament. They got bossed and lost by forty to either Kentucky or Kansas yeah. all three times. Yeah, it's rough. But uh, yeah, I, the, not all these schools. I'm I'm assuming not all these schools are doing all these benefit things. So maybe schools like I I didn't hear anything about Kentucky yet or uh, Kansas any of those powerhouses. And just put it out there with John Calipari's mm-hmm. history of scandal as well. Would it be a surprise to you if Kentucky ends up on that list too? I mean, that's just the fact—the fact that it wouldn't surprise me just because he has been on this before. Uh, I mean, hopefully, well, hopefully. I mean, he could be covering his ass right now, um, but I'm just assuming that. Uh, I could see other schools doing internal investigations, and I can also see the FBI going after other schools for this. So, speaking of scandals. After yet another Louisville scandal, what did your take on the Patino era at Louisville? It's over. It has to be over. It it's, has to it's be all, over. It has. Like, the it's, amount of times they brought him back. Like, a lot of things I've been reading have said it's one scandal too many. One scandal too many? I mean... It's more like three or four too many. Yeah. I mean, usually it's like... Generally, it's one strike and you're out. But he's he's been uh, he, he's been using up his nine lives. The Coach K had a famous quote that he brought up after the escort incident. And Coach K goes, because Patino is once again taking the same stance he's taken time and time and time again of, I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't have knowledge this was happening. I don't know. And Coach K made a very great point and said, 
you have to have eyes on everything. Mm-hmm. When you're the college, when you're a college basketball coach, there's no owner like a college basketball. You are the top, and you need to have your eyes on everything. You need to know about everything. It's like no surprise. Last week when we were talking about the secret Twitter's episode. And Jaleel Okafor said that they used to see Coach K using multiple Twitter accounts, a lot of them fake and secret, on Twitter to check out what his players were up to. Hmm. It's because, again, Coach K said it's no excuse. You need to know. You're the, you are the top, and you need to know every single little thing that goes on with your program. Yeah. Do you think it's tainted at all? The national championship they won, any of their accomplishments, a few biggies, ACC title appearances. What do you think about that? Uh, tainted, yeah, a little. Um, I've I've also I've I've never been a fan of like removing banners, kind of like what they did with uh, Michigan. Uh, I've I've never been a fan of that, just because of certain things like this. Um, <clears throat> you shouldn't punish the kids exactly. I mean, like you said before, I mean, an eighteen year old kid hears about like he gets to go to parties with hot women for free. Yeah, I would do that too. Yeah, definitely. Or even an 18-year-old, here's $100,000, here's an Adidas sponsorship, and we'll get you your agent for when you're in the NBA. You're not saying no to those types of things. You are not saying no to those types of things. I mean, as strong-willed as you are, you are not saying no to that. So I feel it's – I mean, it sucks for the kids. And speaking of which, another – I guess you can't call him an athlete, but a very influential person in sports at this moment – who Rick can't stand when he finds his way into our podcast, but he still finds a way this anyway. Is the, this is, though, a very interesting thing. LeVar Ball said that he was also approached about his kids <clears throat> and the illegal benefits, which, honestly, I was having to talk about it with my little brother last night. Just shout out to Brendan for you. You made a great point on this. He has a dynasty. Do you know how many the Adidas, the Nikes, the Under Armors would be clipping to try and get Big Baller Brand to become part of their brand. Oh, yeah. He literally already has a dynasty. I see now more and more than ever, people like, oh, I got the $500 02s. Like, they would be nipping to have that type of money and the amount of publicity that Big Baller Brand has. So, for me, that comes as no surprise at all. Uh, yeah, and, and also, I mean... It could also just be Lavar saying Lavar things. I mean, stir, it's one of those two. So I mean, wait, you're telling me Lavar likes to stir the pot? Yeah, right. <laughs> Shocker. So, so it's it wouldn't be a surprise to me that like you just be stirring the pot and, but I, in no way am I ever would be ever shocked to think it wouldn't be possible because taking one of taking like Lonzo away from Big Baller Brand, like that would be huge. Yeah, that'd that would be, be so huge. Yeah, um, could also be another way to try to force the NCAA to uh, kind of like uh, blackmail them to let 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 his last son in after he got the uh, big baller brand deal before he even got into the NCAA. So here's my last question before we get into some football stuff: mm-hmm. Is the only way to end these type of scandals mm-hmm. from happening not only throughout college basketball, college football, all college sports? Is the only way to end this? To begin the process of paying college athletes. Well, yeah, I yeah, that would probably be the only way. So it's pretty much it's two options: start paying college athletes, or uh, end the programs totally. Which obviously no one wants that, right? So I, I mean, think I kind of see if it's saying more just the way it is. They're not they're not budging on the paying athletes, and they're not going to end the program. So the way I'm seeing it go right now, it's just going to continue down the same road. The, and two years from now, we'll be talking about another scandal like this. Yeah, and, the, and yeah, exactly. We're going to continuously keep talking about scandals because, I mean, right? I mean, some of these kids that need jobs to pay for school, like if they're there not on a big scholarship, but they're trying to play basketball and. They get offered to do something, either throw a game or whatnot. They're gonna take that because they need money. I mean, they're just kids that are trying to pay for school. Like exactly. Some, some of them are gonna be there for four years. Some of them are gonna be there for one year. Still need to pay for school. Correct. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't see this ending anytime soon, unfortunately. And I um, think we're only gonna hear about more and more schools. There's with more and more popping up as there's the definitely weeks some, go on. There's definitely something else going on right now, and. Uh, I mean, it sucks that like brands like uh, Adidas, possibly Nike, and possibly Under Armour are getting involved in this, which sucks. That really sucks. 
but I'm not surprised at all. Capitalism. And I, I wonder if that would affect uh, their brand recognition in the NCAA. Like, would they be kicked down and everything start going to, like, Russell Athletics? Yeah. Um, what else? Some Warriors on the up-and-coming. I'm sure Warriors got to be underneath someone, like the Reeboks of the world. <laughs> Big baller brand. Big baller brand. There's, like, the, the Michigan football team wears Air Jordan yeah. jerseys. Yeah. I think I think uh, certain uh, golf teams wear Air Jordan stuff too now. Intergasting, but uh, let's so. uh, let's jump into uh, some football here. All right, let's talk about some football here. Week three was fun, and let's get into this first. We know there was a lot of news around football. We're gonna talk about the good stuff first, the stuff that you want to hear about the actual games itself. So, mm-hmm. Rick, let's get into it. What was our first uh, week three highlight? Because I definitely want to take the second one. Uh, first one is definitely the uh, the Texans and the Pats. The Texans definitely gave the uh, the Patriots a run for their money, uh, but Tom Brady, of course, pulled it pulled it in like came in clutch, throwing that pass to uh, was it uh do, 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 shit who was it? I think Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brandon Cooks made that amazing toe tap catch right at the end with I think it was like three seconds ago or something. Very like Very much like that Penn State game. Yes. Same thing. Final touchdown, final minutes of the game. Um, Philadelphia's new folk hero, Jake Elliott, hits a game-winning 61-yard field goal from the logo. As time expires, defend off a furious fourth-quarter comeback from the now 0-3 New York Giants as they win 24-21. And Odell can go piss off just like he pissed in our end zone. Dude, that... That that kick was amazing. Unreal. 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 Like I'm sitting there with my family, and my family is all that I was watching with my parents are in my little brother Jet fans, but the rest of my family is all Giants fans. So we're sitting in my family room, and of course I'm the only Eagles fan in there, and they're like, "Oh, Sean, you you drowning in your beer over there? What are you doing?" And I was like, "Eh, we'll so you know we'll see you in overtime." And then he goes in, and I just started running laps around my house because I just couldn't believe it went in. Like, if it was a 30-yard field goal and he knocked it in and we won, like, yeah, I would have been excited. But 61 yards? No one was ready for that. Ridiculous. The longest kick in NFL – the longest kick, not in NFL, in Philadelphia Eagles history. (laughs) And we beat the Giants again. We have now beaten the Giants 18 of the last 25 times we've played them. Nice. Domination Station. Uh, What's next? Uh, the New York team that we were wrong about. We were oh, wrong about no. this the whole, whole time. Oh, no. The uh, New York Jets won their first game of the season over the Miami Dolphins 20-6. to uh, I, I mean, I, I, I could have saw them going 0-16, but, I mean, it's – I, if they're winning this one game, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, and we had said that too, that especially they get the Browns next week, they get some opportunities in the beginning of the season. But this is how they're going to win games, defense. Yeah. And they held the Dolphins to six points versus last week. Yeah, they put up 20, but they gave up 45 points to the Raiders. And, I mean, the Raiders and the Dolphins, their, set, their offenses can't be mentioned in the same sentence. But still, that's how they're going to win some games. So that was great. And speaking of another great defensive effort – the Jaguars throttled the Ravens in the glorious Wembley Stadium in London. 44-6, to Jaguars remain London's number one team. Yes, Blake Bortles. I'll tell you this. Tom Brady has five Super Bowl rings, but has never beaten Blake Bortles in a Super Bowl. Good job. That, Good job that twi- the, I, I, we tweeted out last night, that Twitter feed is undefeated. The only person who could probably defeat that Twitter account is Blake Bortles himself. <laughs> True. Uh, what we got next? The Redskins halt the Raiders' offense and frustrate Derek Carr to stun Oakland on Sunday, 27-10. to uh, I I have such faith in the Redskins. Uh, not not because I'm a big fan of Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins, not because of— That defense. Yeah, that defense. My uh, uh, a family friend is on— that defense, Matt Ioannidis, he's a defensive tackle on yeah. that team. So he's gotten, I think he's gotten a sack this year, and he definitely had a lot of pressures on Derek Carr. So, I mean, he's looking good. Uh, their defense is looking good. I think the Redskins are going to be big in the NFC East still. And now, unfortunately for you, Rick. Yes. Pittsburgh slips up to the Bears, 23-17. to What were your thoughts on that? 
That that like I said last week, I didn't want to even put the Steelers in my top five power rankings. I didn't want to put them in there, and it's for crap like this. Like, I mean, the offense is not there for some reason. Uh, How's Le'Veon been doing? I mean, week two he had a good game. Week three it was like, uh, it was like normal. He he hasn't been there for us. Uh, Big Ben not been there for us. We we make a. F- a few spectacular plays, but then we fall flat on our face. Mm-hmm. Like we tried, we, I mean, he's always done this for his whole career, but it just seems to be overthrowing more and more players doing the long ball. Like we, we just, the way we do is go big or go home with the Steelers offense. A hundred percent. That's it's like true. Mike Tomlin's mantra. So the fact that he keeps overthrowing these players and then our, our short, short passes, we can't get 10 yards. It sucks. And then our defense has improved. Has improved from last year, but still not the steel curtain. And I'm longing for those days, man. But you know who has produced for my fantasy football team? Who's that? Kareem Hunt. Yeah, man. On fire. So, here's some questions for you. With the Giants now at 0-3, now don't think that I'm harping on the Giants because I'm an Eagles fan and I love the fact that they're 0-3. I'm only mentioning that a little bit because I love every second of it. But it is a good talking point because a lot of people had mentioned the Giants as a possible Super Bowl contender. Some people had placed them coming out of the NFC to take on the Raiders or the Patriots. With the Giants 0-3, first part, do they recover and make the playoffs? Or secondly, which team... Does this slip up open the door for for making the playoffs? Uh, well, it opens up for the Redskins definitely. Um, do I think they are still a playoff team? No. Um, I and honestly, I didn't even think they were a playoff team at the beginning of the year. Um, I think I think when we did our preview show, I think I had them in fourth. You did. Yeah, you were correct on that. I had them in second because I I, I think I predicted it was Dallas Redskins Eagles uh, Giants. Giants. Yeah, you were correct with that. So. Uh, I, the, the good thing, probably the best thing that came out of the the th- week three game for them was Brandon Marshall catching. Like, he actually caught. And that fourth quarter rampage when they put up 21 points out of nowhere. That, that too, that too. But I, I just think it's so big that in the first two games, Brandon Marshall came up flat. This game, he came in pretty big. Uh, I mean, they also got their other receivers involved, Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham. I mean, Sterling Shepard had that. What was it, like a 70-yard catch or something like that? Yeah, it was big. And by the way, I correct myself earlier. It wasn't 24-21. The final score was 27-24 for Eagles-Giants. Just wanted to fact-check myself there. Okay. Uh, and uh, But I don't. I didn't, I didn't. never even saw them being in there, so I still don't. Boo. So, yeah, I could see it open up. Redskins, Philly, I think it opens the door up for another NFC East team. I think... The Redskins and the Eagles are going to battle that out. And then you also can't forget about the Carolina Panthers of the world, so on and so forth. But, and even now the Detroit Lions. Like, the Lions look like a good football team. Yes. But then again, how many times have we said that? And then you get to the last three, four weeks of the season and the Lions show up and go so spursy. They're one of those teams. And uh, let's see here. You have it here. The, uh, The Rams are kind of like one of those teams. As well, um, <laughs> you, you have the question here with uh, Seattle and Arizona slipping yeah. up. So I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, with with Seattle and Arizona slipping up early, is the door open for the LA Rams? Uh, really now, like really, like I'm being completely honest with this one. Well, th- my only problem is the Rams for the past few years have done this. They started off hot. And then they just like fall flat on their face. How many straight ga- games did they lose last year? It was something. Uh, insane. Didn't they win like their first three and then lose the rest? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, oh wait, no, that it was something they, ridiculous. They, they, beat, like they that. beat no, it was like it, they beat uh, the 49ers, I think, for both games last year. Which so is they, they not win, saying a lot. Yeah, so I think they went like four and uh, twelve or something like that. But I mean, new coach Sean McVay. He has been doing great things with Jared Goff. Jared Goff looks like a NFL quarterback. Not only that, guess who looks like a NFL running back again? Yeah, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley looks like an NFL running back again. And everyone laughed at me for keeping him in fantasy. And I know Rick's still going to laugh at me now anyway because he still thinks I'm wrong. But I, I mean, you, he's you, on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, he's on fire right now. I, I just, I still think you could have gotten someone different. 
But anyway, uh, I, uh, I mean, with the new head coach, their offense is running. I mean, even their wide receivers, the wide receivers are like similar to what I said about the Baltimore Ravens, just like a bag of misfit toys. Like the came came out of nowhere. Like Robert Woods, that was on uh, Buffalo. Um, who else do they freaking have? I don't even remember who they have. They uh, Cup, who I think that's a rookie. I want to say it's a rookie. I could be wrong. I don't even know their freaking their wideouts, but uh, they're kind of just there and they're doing their job. I mean, not to do like the whole Patriots no, but, thing, but, but they, they are do your job and they're doing their job, unlike other teams like the Steelers. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I I would hope with the Rams that they do actually capitalize, but. I mean, Seattle is tough. Seattle is always tough. They always are. So I, I don't think they'll come out on top in that division. But I can see them getting a wild card at this point. So let's see if uh, that'll work. And then who's looking the best in the AFC, Patriots, Raiders, or Chiefs? Uh, Chiefs. Still thinking that? Still thinking the Chiefs. I mean, they, their defense is still dominant, even even with losing Eric Berry. And Alex Smith, he is a he's a game clock manager, but he is very good game clock manager. Plus, they have Hunt and Hill, they're just on fire. And Kelsey, Kelsey's doing great as well. So Kareem Hunt is just a beast right now. Yeah, man, looks so good. But uh, let's uh, let's get more into uh, probably the bigger story of the NFL this yeah, week. Yeah, it's something we had to talk about too. Uh, obviously. It was all over the NFL last week as President Trump speaks out about the kneeling sitting for the national anthem and the lack of respect it shows. The rumblings of Colin Kaepernick is a son of a bitch. Get him out of there. Um, what do you think of everything between all the teams joining together, uh, the unity, kneeling, sitting, standing all together, arms locked, the players, owners, and coaches throughout the NFL, or in your case, Rick, didn't even take the field? Uh, yeah, for the Steelers, I mean, if the if the entire team didn't come out, it would have been better. But unfortunately, Alexander Villanueva was kind of just left by himself because he stood at the end of the at the end of the tunnel and put his hand over his heart and said the national anthem. Uh, and unfortunately for the Steelers, they kind of just like some of them were like, "I'm." It's really unfortunate that we that we decide to do that. Like Big Ben came out pretty much because Tomlin it. was saying that he didn't want to put his team in the in the position to make that decision. Yeah, and uh, that that part sucks. And um, so the probably the most surprising thing for me was Jerry Jones kneeling. Well, so that that was an interesting thing. Yeah, they knelt before the national anthem. Once the national anthem was about to play, they all stood up. So in me, that was like a cop out. Yeah, it's like oh, I was like, you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. Oh, but I mean, he still stood there and locked arms with his players, and like Jerry Jones doing that is still huge. But the kneeling, even before, is still huge because correct. You don't tell Jerry what to do. No, no one tells Jerry what to do. You don't tell Jerry what to do. Um, I mean, it, it's all all good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the locking arms, or if if people decide to kneel, they can kneel. It doesn't really matter to me. It it, it looked good for the national uh, for the national anthem. Uh, these aren't really protests anymore for me. It's just like something that they do. Numb to it. Yeah. So it, for me personally, it doesn't really have an effect on me. Um, so I think I know your answer to this question I'm about to ask you. Um, Taya Kyle, the wife of the true American sniper Chris Kyle, uh-huh. had an open letter to the NFL saying that the NFL used to be a place where people could go to watch a game and not worry about the distractions going on in the world. But now she says the NFL – is the distraction? Do you agree with that? So I, one of, one of the things uh, I like about sports is it's an escapism thing, uh, where you don't have to go and worry about issues, your issues, uh, political issues, world issues. You just go and watch the game. Um, I do in a way I do agree with her. It it is kind of a distraction in a way. Um, but for people like me, people who are Big into the sports, big into the NFL. It's not going to stop me from watching the NFL. Same here. <laughs> so it's a distraction, but it's not like a like it's lingering over my head the whole time. 
I mean, every every sportscaster has to talk about it. Uh, every player has to do something, I guess. Now that there's just some sort of stigma about it. Correct. It's it's like, oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Like I'm watching the Eagles Giants game. Like who's sitting? Who's standing? Who's like? It's like it's almost like the coin toss now. Like what are you yes. gonna call? Heads or tails? What are you gonna do? Sit, stand, or kneel? Yeah. Pick your poison. So it it's a distraction, but for me, like it's not something that's like I'm always thinking about when it when it, was first, when it first happened last year i think that was like the big thing and then like all the other stars started doing it and that just kind of just like felt like it was just being like like overused correct and, that, and now it's like it's cool to see i i, I actually do enjoy like kind of like the players locking arms kind of like what i think the seahawks were doing that last year correct philly did it as well but i i i, I strongly remember the seahawks first doing yeah, it. the seahawks were the first ones and then uh, everyone started doing it like this this uh, crossing arms thing, which I like, it's fine. I mean, that's that's kind of like staying for the national anthem. That's no problem. But uh, well, that's not kind of that is. Uh, and I've never had a problem with that. So it's a distraction, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, how how poorly that that's worded. It's not really a big it's concern. Because what for you me. said is like we're numb to it now. We're so used to it. Yeah. But uh, what do you got to do about it? Yeah, so with that said, let's jump into some of our week four picks. Obviously, you already had the Packers beat the Bears 35-14. Devontae Adams, oh my word. Once again, the NFL, the league, where you can beat your wife, you can do drugs, and you can also hit someone helmet to helmet coming across the field and not even get a penalty. But don't you dare celebrate a touchdown. That was pretty rough. The uh, what do you, on, what do you okay, yeah, I was, I was, I was confused Adams. about the uh, the whole celebration thing, but I uh, was just talking about it. it's like, oh, so you know, the NFL, so don't don't celebrate that first down. But Devontae Adams takes a helmet to helmet hit across field, and it's not a penalty. Well, he that guy's gonna get fined and suspended, um, most definitely. And and to his credit, I, I honestly really don't know his name. He he took he took blame for it. I I watched like the post game interview and he the de- he the did day say after. like yeah I'm gonna give him a call I'm gonna reach out to him because it was my fault. Yeah, so he he didn't purposely try to do it. He could have lowered his shoulder versus a, a freaking uh bond phase perfect. Yeah, I'll apologize when I see the concussion results. Yeah, so I I agree with that, but uh, I it's it sucks, but whatever. So let's take a look. Uh, first game kicking off tomorrow at nine thirty for us American Saints. Visit the Dolphins in Wembley. Who you got? Uh, I got the Dolphins. I will agree with you on that. And then our 1 o'clock games, the Tennessee Titans visit Houston. Going to go with the Titans in that one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans as well. Jets, Jags. Jags. Yes. I think they have a better defense. The Jets cannot stop Blake Bortles. No one stops Blake Bortles. (laughs) Uh, Carolina will be taking a L when they visit New England. I agree. The Lions, I think, will leave Minnesota with a win, even though Minnesota has been I'm hanging gonna, in there. I'm going to take Minnesota on this one. Uh, I, they definitely proved last week that they don't need Sam Bradford to win. Sam Bradford. So. Uh, um, the Bills will be going to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium to take on Atlanta. Who circles the wagons there? Uh, the Falcons will yeah. circle the Bills. Easily. Rick, your matchup of the week. Steelers, Ravens. Who you got? I mean, uh, I'm gonna take the Steelers because I mean, at least they didn't lose forty-four to six to the Jags. Yeah, but uh, it's a little favoritism there as well. But what do you gotta do about it? Um, Bengals in Cleveland. I think Cleveland gets their first win. I think Cleveland gets their first. Cincinnati's win. bad, dude. Although, Cincinnati is bad. Although Burfitt is coming back for this game, he after his three-game suspension. Uh, I'll I, probably get another three games at the end of this one. Let's be real here. Jesus. Um, L.A. visits Jerry World. What do you got? I will probably take Dallas here, unfortunately. I'm going to take the Rams. I think the Rams can come out on this one. I th- their defense is mm-hmm. good. Yeah. They, they, uh, there's been some uh, flaws in Dak and Zeke's game this year. so Most I, definitely. I think, uh, I think the Rams take that one. Um, four o'clock games. Eagles visit the StubHub Center to take on the Chargers. Who's gonna pay? The fans are gonna pay for a hundred dollar parking, but I can't see the Eagles losing this one because the Chargers are just same yeah. thing, miserable. Eagles will go three and one. Uh, Giants visiting Tampa. Did the Giants get their first win? No. 
I agree with you there. 49ers visiting Arizona. I think Arizona wins. Yes. A very good 425 game. Raiders visit Mile the, High. I, I think this is the game of the week. Who are you picking? I have to go. I think Oakland rebounds here. They're not going to have back-to-back, uh, you know, letdowns. Um, yeah, I'll have to take – I'll take Oakland on this, but it's going to be very close. And then the, on defense, the defense is so good on the Broncos, but I just think – the Raiders' offense, if they are firing at all cylinders, are just a little bit better. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And then Sunday night game, Indy visits the 12th man and goes to the Emerald City to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks are off to a rough start, but I don't see them slipping off to Indy. Uh, Colts had a good showing against the Browns, but again, that is against the Browns. Uh, I think they will lose to the Seahawks. And then Monday night, Rick, two teams you're very high on. Washington visits Kansas City. Uh, KC. They'll have to go KC, too. That I think that's going to be a great game Monday night as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that is going to be a great game. Um, but I just think Alex Smith would be able to outsmart the Redskins' defense there. So I, I've got to, I'm going to say KC. All right. So you heard our call. You heard our picks. Now tweet at us if you have any disagreements. At wide open underscore sportscast, and I'm sure you're going to disagree with us in some way, uh, especially a lot of things we say. But as the weather's starting to turn here in our studios in New Hope, Rick, fall's coming. You know what that means? Baseball, baby. Socks-tober. <laughs> we do have Socks-tober. It's in the matter of what as the baseball playoffs begin. Tuesday will be the AL Wild Card game between the Twins and either the Yankees or the Red Sox. They will take the which I still can't believe is going on. And I told you all it was going to happen because I've seen it time and time and time again. And honestly, if we don't win the division, I'm not going to be surprised. Uh, and then the Rockies or Brewers will be visiting Arizona on Wednesday. The Rockies currently hold a one-game lead in the wild card over the Brewers. The Yankees, Red Sox, and Twins have all been guaranteed a playoff spot. It just matters of can Boston finish up the division in the last two games boston needs to win once or the yankees need to lose once for boston to clinch and we'll see there um so wild card game picks twins visiting either the bronx or fenway who do you have coming out there uh twins i i think the twins would probably lose the both games yeah would have to agree with you there and then can anyone beat arizona I think the Brewers can. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? No. Do you think the Brewers are even going to catch the Rockies? Uh, that's, that's very tough. That's very tough. I that's would love to tough. see a one-game playoff for that, though. A one-game playoff for a one-game playoff. Uh, yeah. That'd be pretty cool to see. Something I don't want to see for the division, though. <laughs> All right, but I, 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 honestly, I'm looking at the schedule now. Um, I don't think they're going to catch them. No, I don't think so either. Uh, and then the divisional round preview, the Indians will take on the wild card winner, and then the Astros take on the winner of the AL East. I think you and I are both still in the boat that the Indians and Astros will be the teams in the ALCS. And then in the NL, the Dodgers will take on that wild card winner. And the only guaranteed matchup we have so far at the time we are recording this podcast at 11.08 in the morning Eastern Standard Time is the Cubs and the Nationals. I think, the, I think the Nationals have a good shot at taking it. I would like to see the Cubs go back to the World Series. Honestly, I don't like seeing back-to-back World Series being the same teams, but it would be cool to see the Cubs do it again. The Cubs – well, no, 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 no. I, I'm saying Cubs versus Indians again. Ooh. I would like to see the Indians win, but well, I don't know. That, that's just me. This I is think like, it's going to be very good. I think we're going to be in for a good playoff run. I think it's going to be entertaining this year. Lots of good teams, good matchups. We'll see. But uh, let's just talk about real quick World Series, who you got. Because I'm sure you know we'll be recording our episode midweek next week. Uh, so we will know who's won the wild card games. I think we're planning to record on Wednesday. And that Wednesday night will be the NL game. But who do you like in the World Series? Uh, I'm still liking the Astros in the World Series. And for... Mm, 
Chicago's come on strong. Um, I'm liking the Diamondbacks. I like the Diamondbacks, too. I would like to see, obviously, I know you don't have a horse in the race, but obviously, I love Soxtober. Just want to lock up that damn division already. Uh, but I probably, if Boston doesn't make it, again, I don't see him getting through the divisional round. Too inconsistent. I would have to say either the Astros or the Diamondbacks as well. I'd like to see them. I do think it will be Indians versus... I think it's going to be the Indians versus whoever wins the Dodgers and if the Diamondbacks win that wild card game. If the Diamondbacks win that wild card game, I think the Diamondbacks can go all the way. Okay. Because they can beat the Dodgers. Everyone knows it. The Dodgers didn't do crap against Arizona this year. But if the Dodgers win, I see the Dodgers. I think whoever wins that Dodgers versus Wild Card World Series makes it for the NL. So only time will tell. Yeah, interesting. I, I'm honestly, I want to, I want to, I want to love to see the uh, the Indians get the overall wins. But it looks like the Dodgers are going to take that this year. <laughs> Major League for real. <laughs> So, that's a little bit of our baseball preview again. We'll be talking about that. Um, real quick, before we get into our questionable calls, I'm going to introduce two things to you because they both relate to both of my questionable calls of the week. All right. Big news in the NBA. First off, Dwayne Wade signs with Cleveland to begin the second coming of the LeBron Wade era, except this time, instead of LeBron taking his talents to South Beach, it is Wade taking his talents to Cleveland. Also, on top of that, Carmelo Anthony ends his long trouble tenure with the New York Knicks, waives his no-trade clause, and moves to Oklahoma City to join the newly extended and now the highest-paid player in NBA history, Russell Westbrook, and the newly acquired Paul George to form the new Big Three in Oklahoma City for the Thunder. So, Rick, here's my questionable calls of the week for you. Okay. First one. Through all the turmoil and drama in Cleveland's offseason, did the Cavs actually get better? So um, let me give you some stats here, all right? Yeah, so sure. obviously the big news, Kyrie goes to Boston. Here is their current projected starting lineup. Isaiah Thomas, the point guard. Wade at the two. LeBron, small forward. Kevin Love, power forward. And Tristan Thompson, the big man. With coming off the bench, J.R. Smith, Derek Rose... Kyle Korver, Jay Crowder, and not even to mention the Shumperts of the world, the Richard Jeffersons. Did this team get better? I mean, overall as a team, you would think yes, uh, but there's, there is just a lot of old names on there. I think five, six years ago, this team goes 82-0. and 0. Yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> uh, the, the, just, the team is old. The team is old. Derrick Rose is not the Derrick Rose he used to be. Derrick Rose, I, I mean, it's just it's almost at probably at, uh, within the first quarter of the season he's going to get an injury. Uh, Dwayne Wade also is not the Dwayne Wade. He is also becoming old. injury prone as well. Um, LeBron, I mean, he's he's just LeBron. Um, and again, we talked about Isaiah Thomas. The, the, I think the burning question for Cleveland is: Is Isaiah Thomas spoiled goods? I don't think. Well. His injury concerns, and again, the stat that you said, name an MVP uh-huh. who over the age who's over the age of 30 and under six foot. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's spilled goods yet. He'll probably have another year or two that he's good. Now, is this team better than Golden State? That's... I think they, they, they push forward a little bit. Yeah. But they're not they're not better. And now here's something that is going to lead into that, okay? Because obviously now the East lost Mello. So the East is even weaker than it was before. And it was already pretty damn weak with all the talent leaving the East going out West. Does Cleveland beat Boston and have enough to reclaim the throne, King James's Iron Throne from Golden State? And here's my little take on it, all right? Yeah. Who does Cleveland have to play in the East besides the Celtics? Think about it. Name me another team in the East that has a legitimate chance of challenging Cleveland. I, you know what they should do? 
I mean, it's it's going to be very controversial about like sitting these players. All right, let's they hear just it. play their bench. They like, said that they are going to follow the resting rules that they're having. Yeah, just play their bench against like when they play like I don't know. I mean, the Nets. The Nets. Yeah, just play their the bench. Knicks. The New York basketball team. That's that's are absolute crap. That's the best thing about their bench or their their overall thing is like they're able to rest their players and play their bench whenever they want to. And then starters, Celtics are in town. Let's go. Yep, exactly. Celtics. Uh, uh, what be the what would you, what would you say that the next closest team would be to the Celtics in the East? Yeah. Okay. That's my honest take on that. Uh, you, you know, obviously the Pacers would always used to hang around with them. Uh, let me take a look at the standings real quick and take a look because that really like that last like mo- awkward moment of silence really sums it up. Uh, Raptors again, they're a two-man team. The Bulls are going to be awful now. The Bulls have completely folded on that project and are going to rebuild. The Wizards, Wizards could John Wall. Wizards could make some noise. Atlanta? Ah, uh, I don't know about Atlanta. I really don't. Again, I think Atlanta's a good basketball team, but they lack one thing. A superstar. I mean, there, there's also Philly, but I mean, they're... they're too s- young. Too young, yeah. Oh, we're going to get into that in the final drive. It was hysterical. But yeah, I mean, after the Celtics, I'd probably have to say the Wizards. Okay. You know, the Raptors will hang around a little bit. But again, a problem with most of these teams is, like the Raptors two-man team wizards one two-man team even I, with an aged Dwayne wade a broken and not nearly the same derrick rose crowder jr smith coming off the bench they would be starters and probably impact players anywhere else in the east anywhere else even on the raptors like don't tell me jr smith would be an impact player on toronto or washington and he's coming off the bench for the Cavs. I mean, it is it is pretty amazing that all these they they bring in all these players. I think overall, yes, they did get better. To save my answer again, but still, I I mean, just Curry, Durant, like. I, and now, but now here's the thing with the West now. Uh huh. My second question will call. Is Golden State still the best of the West? I think we can agree, yes. But how much of a challenge is it going to be with how good the West is now? I mean, they're they're definitely going to take a beating. Uh, I mean, they definitely need to... Uh... Like, I mean, let's just run through it real quick. Uh, if you're going by division, obviously the Warriors in the Pacific. Uh, Clippers obviously lost Chris Paul, but they still bring back Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. So the Clippers are still not a team to sleep on. They're still a pretty decent team. The Kings are young. And I'm telling you, watch out for the Kings with uh, De'Aaron Fox. Just wait for that team. I think the Kings are building something special there in Sacramento. Phoenix, eh. Lakers... Uh, I'm interested. I'm I'm interested. I'm very interested in the Lakers with Lonzo, uh, but I still don't think. I think they have to wait till LeBron goes there next year. Uh, The Pelicans have a new big three with Rajon Rondo as well as Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. But I still don't think they pack that much of a punch. Mavs, they're a rebuilding team waiting to happen. They're sending Dirk off on his you know final his ride into the sunset. Spurs, come on, we all know about the Spurs. The Spurs are the White Walkers of the NBA. They get old, but they never, ever die. They always keep coming back. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard is one of the most talented players, if not, you know, arguably some people, the most talented player in the NBA, and other than LeBron, of they, course. I, I, I still believe if, if he was in during their series against Golden State, they wouldn't have won, but they are, they would have won overall. But I think one or two games would have went San Antonio's way. Definitely. I agree with you there. Uh, Rockets have obviously completely reloaded. James Harden, Chris Paul will be very interesting. That one-two guard punch, new ownership. Uh, that's originally where everyone thought Melo was going to go, completing the banana boat. Well, yeah, I thought that too. I thought that too. But, and uh, then the Grizzlies, they always – Grizzlies, same thing. The Grizzlies always still find a way to be competitive. And then in the Northwest, the Blazers are, again, are always competing for an eight spot. The Thunder are rejuvenized, new big three. The Timberwolves, even. Like, look at all these teams I'm going through. And some of these teams I'm naming, like, the Timberwolves could possibly... Not the Timberwolves. I'm going out on a limb there because the Timberwolves are still pretty young, but they're promising. You're looking at the possibility of the Rockets or along those lines. Like, a Rockets, a Clippers, an Oklahoma City. 
being like a 5-6 seed in the West, who can honestly probably challenge for even a two, could challenge Boston for a second seed in the East. And I know that's a hot take, but Oklahoma City could honestly be a, could fall to a six seed in the West. But with that big three, Paul George, Westbrook, I'd say Anthony. O- if Oklahoma City was in the East, I think they would be the second seed. Yeah, I think I honestly think so. And I they mean, could this be just, a six in the West. This is just going off their players that they have now. I, th- I just think overall, uh, just at least between the three, the big three there, I think would be able to beat the Celtics. I still don't believe the. Uh, the Cavs, but they would be able to beat the uh, Celtics. Yeah. So, Rick, I, I, we're at such an exciting time. Yeah, man. Busy season's coming up for us soon. We're going to have so many sports to talk about. Uh, it's going to be great coming up. Uh, let's get into our final drive for the week to start talking about some of those stories that were still pretty big but weren't the main talking points. And obviously this week we had a lot of big talking points, especially with college basketball and the NFL. Uh, but we got – Playoff baseball coming. I see you pulling up NASCAR. NASCAR playoffs going on right now. You got hockey starting, basketball starting, football going on. What a time to be alive. Uh, So, let's start with the final drive. First things first. Upset alert. Washington State defeats number 5 USC 30-27 last night in college basketball at – not college basketball, college football at Washington State. Does this open the door for a second Big Ten team in the top four later on in the season? You currently have Penn State's fourth, Michigan is eighth, Ohio State is 11th. Do you think a second Big Ten team could sneak into the big top four now? I, I think it's always, always possible. I, I just find it very hard with the with the AP. They want four different divisions in there. Mm-hmm. It's always possible, but very in a way, very unlikely, just because they always want, like, like ACC, Big Ten, and you got SEC. Alabama's SEC, Clemson's ACC. Yeah. Oklahoma, you can't sleep on Oklahoma, Big 12. Yeah, you know? I would love to see Oklahoma. I would there. too. Yeah. Uh, what we got next? Uh, next, no discipline for the offers that were involved in the Michael Bennett incident after the McGregor Mayweather fight in Las Vegas. Uh, video pretty much proved that Michael Bennett was kind of just, I, I wouldn't say stirring the pot, but he misled the media in his arrest and how uh it was taken so i mean no disciplinary action should happen for michael bennett none should happen for the officers it was just a bad overall thing that happened there yeah definitely agree with you on that one uh hockey starts next week baby let's go uh we'll be doing our preview show next week rick and i big hockey guys love 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 our new jersey devils Damn, how good does Nico look? Yeah, dude, Nico. Four goals, three assists, seven points, and First four overall preseason pick for games. the NJ Devils. Dude, Heischer looks great. So that, that's exciting. Next, Belmont Park becomes a sports bidding ground for, as Islanders and New York City FC, the, so- the MLS soccer team, make bids to make grounds their new for, uh, future home for potential new arenas slash stadiums. That'll be interesting, especially because the Islanders are looking for their new home and New York City is looking to get out of Yankee Stadium. Eventually, now, the curious case of New York City FC, currently sitting second in the East in the MLS playoffs. They've already been guaranteed a spot. Saying the Yankees go on a run, New York City is going to have to move some of their most crucial games of the season to fit the Yankees' schedule. Which yeah. is going to be very, very interesting. Um, they originally they had, they had to move one. Of they had games. to move a game and play in Connecticut mm-hmm. because of it. And I think that was the wake up call. Like, all right, geez, with the Yankees starting to make a comeback around, we need to make a move. They've had several attempts to build a stadium, New York City, but have had no luck. And I'm sure once they move, it'll satisfy the Mark Teixeiras of the world who think it's a travesty that New York City FC, a soccer team, is playing in the outfield of the greatest baseball team on earth, which, by the way, is a freaking joke. Yep. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Hopefully, at least you and I, both New York City FC supporters, We'll be hoping that they get their own stadium soon. That'd be nice to see. I'd love to go to that stadium. What about those Sixers, man? Yeah, man. Well, uh, the, the Sixers look like they uh, 
not as good as people are saying. Trust the process, question mark. Because there's a video that came out this week showing them missing a bunch of shots and layups. You can see it on Barstool Sports. They missed about 15 straight shots, and about six of them were wide open layups. I mean, it could, it could just be that it's still preseason. They're still uh, fighting off the rust, but you never know. It happened there. I'll give you the next one as well. All right, the next one. So currently, actually, we have it in the background of our, of our studio right now. The uh, President's Cup has been playing this weekend, and the Americans have been beating the internationals. Uh, they opened up Saturday's game 8-2. to two. Last time uh, I checked, it was now 9-2 from oh. what I've seen on our screen. Oh, nice. Here. Uh, so what the President's Cup is, it's uh, it's it's a team, team golf pretty much, and they, they play. They play uh, uh, pretty easygoing golf. It's a lot of it's for charity, but uh, it's always like a big pride thing to see either the internationals take it away from the U.S. or the U.S. to take it because there's so many golfers from the U.S. Another spin on the Ryder Cup, definitely. Yeah, so go USA. What you USA, got next? Uh, the Wentz wagon. Carson Wentz was on microphone, mic'd up at the Eagles game when Jake Elliott was lined up to take that game-winning field goal and said, if he hits this, I will give him my game check. And he got mic'd up and said, I'll stick to my word. A Lancer always pays its debts. So Carson Wentz gave Jake Elliott his game check for hitting that kick. But rather, instead of giving him the actual game check, Jake Elliott requested that he gives it to a charity of his choosing instead. Oh, wow. I mean... I don't think I would have been that nice. I would have liked Carson Sweat's game check. Yeah. But, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, Jake Kelly had just become, like, some huge Pokemon, especially that along with kicking that field goal. Just wait for the movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, when's the next Disney movie Invin- coming out? Invincible 2. <laughs> yeah, dude. He got, he got one kick and yeah. made the most. I was more nervous of him kicking the game-tying field goal from 40 yards out and the game winner for 61 yards out because I was like, there's no chance. Well, yeah, I mean, with the... I, I would uh, The only thing I'd be nervous about the 61-yarder is they had Odell Beckham returning if he didn't make it. Oh, that would have been that would ultimate... That would have been like the Iron Bowl back in... That was like 2012. Yeah, when they ran it back 109 yeah. yards at Auburn upsets Alabama. Yep. That yeah. was crazy. That would, that would have been like to that scenario. But, uh... Finally, uh, before we uh, break and uh, tell you what our plans are for the day, the NASCAR playoffs are going into the final race of the round of 16. Uh, the way the playoffs work for NASCAR is there are 16 drivers that get into the playoffs. After three races, four of them get eliminated. After then it goes into the round of 12. After that round, which is another three races, uh, they go down to eight. That's another three races. That goes down to four. And the final race is pretty much whoever wins at that point. So the the final four drivers uh, that are in uh, risk of being eliminated this week are Austin Dillon, Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, and Casey Kane. Yes, Chase Elliott. Go, go. Uh, but Ricky Stenhouse is actually tied in points with Austin Dillon right now. Uh, I'm a Kurt Busch fan. Unfortunately, he had a bad week last week. Got caught up in a wreck uh, involving his teammate, Kevin Harvick. I'm hoping and I'm praying he gets out of it. This week, they are racing at Dover. Uh, I'm, I'm praying for you, Kurt Busch. I need you to get out of this playoff. How's our Jersey boy, Truex, doing? I know he's doing pretty well. Number one. He is number one. He, he won the first race. And last week, Kyle Busch won the second race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Uh, this week there at Dover. So. As a Chase Elliott fan, I would love to see Truex win it. But you know what? Before we wrap up, you know what was heartbreaking? What's to hear that? that Chase Elliott will not be driving the 24 next year. Well, he's driving the 9, which is his father's number. But for the first time in my life, I'm not going to be rooting for the 24 car. I mean, is that do you do you feel really that upset about that, or are you? Uh... No, not really. Okay, it's just weird because obviously that, that is I weird. loved my boy Jeff Gordon. I, I mean, wa- I wanted to be Jeff Gordon so bad as a kid. I guess my my first the first uh, driver that like I truly really liked was Tony Stewart. Mm-hmm. He drove the twenty, then moved to the fourteen. Correct. I I didn't like get all upset about it either when he moved to the fourteen, just because I was used to it at twenty. All that really meant, though, was I had to buy new gear because he had 
uh, new sponsorship and new uh, a new number. So I had to do that. And just a status update for the time that we did record this podcast: the USA now leads the internationals eleven to two in the Presidents Cup. Solid. So that's it from us this week. Where are we heading to, Feds? I uh, know you and I are about to get into a hot debate here. It's going to have some, a spicy mic in a second. But Rick and I are currently going to wrap up the show, and we are going to head over to the World Taylor Ham-Eating Championships. Yeah, man. I can't, I can't wait for that. So every year I was me, waiting for you to start the debate. About what? Taylor Ham or pork roll. Oh, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit. Yay! Uh, Taylor Ham wins. I, I mean, I'm going to call it pork roll, but whatever. Boo. Uh... Yeah, so we are going to Arm & Hammer Stadium, which is the Trend Thunder Stadium, where they have the third annual pork roll eating contest. I still have both of the glasses that I that I got when we walked in last the last two years. So, so it's kind I. of like a little tradition for us to go every year. So. And I think I have the website up here. I think that this year you have to pay 15 and you get the T-shirt as long as a voucher for a free Taylor Ham sandwich. Oh, nice. Um, but five bucks gets you the general admission. And then the thing that we're a fan of is they also attract a lot of craft breweries for this. They're calling it Riverfest officially this year. Oh, nice. So we're going to head over there and taking a look. They got some Spellbound Pumpkin Air, some Oktoberfest. It's going to be a great day. Uh, Rick and I and a few buddies are heading over. Uh, the contest starts at 3. The most heartbreaking thing this year is that Joey Chestnut is not competing. That's uh, so unfortunate. So someone will be taking his claim. Rick and I actually had the pleasure for the last two years of meeting Joey Chestnut. Had a few beers with him. Yeah, that was when they had the event last year at Killarney's, a bar that around us in Hamilton that we like to go to. They had him in a corner. And they didn't really have him like going around with people. He did like one lap. But the first year they ever did it, Rick had just texted me out of nowhere and said, "Hey, Joey Chestnut's gonna be a kills. Let's go." And he's out back just drinking beers. We slugged and slugged well, a few beers with Joey he, Chestnut. Well, uh, it was more going back that night. You remember going back that night? We yeah. drank with the whole major league eating. Uh, uh, competition that was a fun night there i remember going up to joey and i was like hey joey i ate eight slices of pizza in five minutes how about you and he goes 38 and eight oh, jesus and Christ. then he and then the owner from like kills walks over hands him a irish car bomb but who else can say they got drunk with joey chestnut yeah man it was a great time that was awesome and then also we will be competing under the team name wide open sports cast as Rick and I compete in a cornhole contest, which starts in approximately an hour and a half, so we got to get our game clothes on, maybe get a few beers in us first. Uh, and the winner of this cornhole tournament wins season ticket for, season tickets for a luxury suite for the entire 2018 Trenton Thunder season. Uh, that would be awesome to have. I would go to that every week. So good luck to us. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, Rick. This was our 10th episode. 10. 10th anniversary. Well, kind of 11th, but whatever. Uh, thank you, thank you, guys and gals. If you could please like, comment, and subscribe to us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. If you can follow us on Twitter, we are at wide open underscore sports. And with that, I'm Rick. I'm Feds. Have a great night, day, evening, whenever you're gonna listen to this. Let's go eat Taylor Ham. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much. For all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.